Welcome to the Raw, uncut, serious, and whatever else you want to call this fucking podcast. Here, there will be cursing, cussing, you know, everything that's controversial will be in here. Um, let's see. First episode, we're probably going to talk about our parents. Our parents meaning, well, since I was born in the 2000s generation, I'm talking about our parents born in the 80s and their parents and their parents. How the shitty mess they created, we have to fucking clean up for the rest of our goddamn lives. Next to dealing with my fucking depression and fucking 10-page papers, we have to deal with their shit. Today, a large section of Greenland just broke off. A whole bunch of ice broke off in one chunk. This hasn't, this isn't new, or this isn't some apocalyptic thing. This happened in 2012, and we all remember what happened in 2012 after the, you know, great financial fuck-up of banks and the old world. Then, the food famine. So, could this be another worse year for hurricanes, just like with hurricanes? Going from the present to the past, our parents have truly fucked us over. Starting with my mother, born in the 80s and currently living, she experienced the best time of her life. With living in America comes with resource abundance. She didn't have to deal with shortages or climate catastrophes. In the 80s, things were simple. Not for black people, not for all people, but things were simple. America has its name. America has its title. America means something as an energy nation. This is the time where oil is dominating the world. The oil addiction is fueling global economies. Now, of course, now we know what's wrong. We know that oil is bad, that these fossil fuels included with oil are bad and are destroying our globe. And frankly, it's bad for our health. It's bad for our health. It's bad for the people in India right now who are breathing air so toxic, it's worse than smoking a pack of cigarettes. Our parents with their tyrannical ideals of going to a nine to five job are destroying, their whole idea of it is destroying global careers and global advancement. A nine to five job ain't gonna save the planet. It's just gonna waste my damn time and probably gonna make a boring ass life. Yeah, I understand we need structure in our life. I understand we need some sort of point of access. But the way we're going now and the way we're projected to go, the world is gonna be shit. We will be adults in a world we don't remember, we can't even fathom due to our parents fucking around with fossil fuels. Our parents are the fossil fuel people. They are the people who pollute the rivers. They are the people who pollute our air. They are the people every day who transport our food, who move our move people across continents inefficiently using fossil fuels. We are at a point in history where 
every action and moment is crucial. The rise of social media, me talking to you through a box, which you're probably listening to via speaker or headphones. Doesn't really matter. But this point in time is very important. And for our parents and their parents who are maybe in the government, maybe not, to fuck us up for the future, it's pretty shitty. You know, their parents were growing up in the fossil fuel era just like them. All they knew was abundance. Now all that is biting us in the ass and we didn't choose to be in this world. We didn't ask, we didn't choose, we we were just here. Now we gotta deal with they shit. And instead of acknowledging the problem, they do the opposite. They, oh, I'm, I don't know. It, you know, is it real? Or, oh, we can only do so much. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear that shit. Protest. Don't throw your stuff on the ground. Find a trash can. It's simple. Simple stuff. We must revolutionize how we use energy in this country. Or America will become a second class nation. We will become a nation that does not have abundance, does not have credit with his name. We already owe money, but we can back it up. We the superpower. What happens when we come in power and we no longer the superpower? What happens when I come up, my brother comes up, or any of my friends come up, and America isn't how it is? The world will go crazy. We will go crazy. We will not understand. We are living in the fossil fuel transition era and it's destroying, it's fucking us up. This is part two of our fossil fuel parents, starting off with our fucking grandparents, the worst of them all. Next to the evangelical Christians and, you know, everybody else's grandmother that's on Facebook coinciding with their own political affiliations uh grandparents are kind of weird you know they're the ones that's pretty much taking care of every kid involved in the opioid epidemic currently and our grandparents actively advocate for opioids apparently even though we see the health effects we see the junkies in the streets we see od deaths we see the rise of the price of narcan or whatever you know what i'm saying Our grandparents don't know the time we're living in. They can't understand it. They can't even fathom it. All they know is the 70s, the 60s, or the 50s. Now, back in those days, things were even simpler. America was the number one, regardless. Regardless of the Black Panthers, regardless of the war in Vietnam, regardless of any type of movement, America was on number one. Even if we had impeached presidents, even if we might have had, you know, maybe an oil slip up here in terms of, oh, the prices went up. We were number one. Our grandparents see what is going on. But, of course, they won't be around to help us solve it. They only know one way of life. And some of them even say, you can't teach a old dog new tricks, even though you can give them... You can give them solar solar for their roofs. You can give them efficient cars that don't run on gas. You can give them the knowledge, but they still stuck in the era of Motown, the Jackson 5. And that's perfectly fine. We're not saying ignore your way of life and just accept modernism. You know, 
be nostalgic. That's what people are. But too much nostalgia fuels the opioid epidemic. It makes the junkie say, oh, I don't give a damn. Let's, let, let me use this $5. I just panhandled to keep on getting this. Keep on getting this. That is the rhythm of our fucking grandparents. Let's keep on getting this. Keep on getting this. The fact that cocaine, heroin, and other drugs was used by these former generations just is astounding enough. And the fact that they advocate for opioids, synthetic heroin, now is even crazier. It wouldn't come it wouldn't be shocking to me to believe that there are certain groups of people's grandparents that just don't believe in climate change. It wouldn't shock me at all. You know, it just wouldn't. Now, what can we do? How can we educate our grandparents? We have to give them our culture whatsoever. We have to give it to them straight up, how it is, and how we go throughout our days, how life affects us, and how we deal with our current challenges. They are as lost in this world as we are. They are in a world of technological revolution. They're in a world where screens are getting bigger. And they didn't even know screens could come out. They didn't even realize TVs could get bigger. They realized, you know, oh, you know, color TVs exist. Oh, that's cool. And they might get a new color TV, you know, back in the day. But that was before inflation. That was before the Great Recession. That was before we went to Iraq. We need to give our grandparents a foot in our shoe. Tell them how it is. Straight up. We tell them how it is. They're going to try to empathize with us. Or that's the goal. We try to make them empathize with us. Because right now, if the experts are right about this global climate catastrophe, then we're all screwed. All of us. Them. Our parents. Us. My generation. My son's generation. My whatever kid's generation. Their generation. We're all screwed. Now, they understand about economics and the fact that, you know, capitalism is somehow dying. They, they get that. You know, they understand, you know, anybody can make money now. It's, it's kind of simple as long as you got a phone and ideas, you know, they get it. They need to get it more, though. They need to completely understand what the hell is going on and not live in the good old days though let's keep on going let's keep on going because that same approach is going to get our country in turmoil it's going to get more black people shot like in Memphis and it's going to destroy our planet oh let's keep on going more palm oil fields in Papua New Guinea and Indonesia we're going to run out of air oh let's keep on going let's drill in Alaska Let's, let's drill in the Gulf of Mexico there's an oil spill there is no business as usual approach. This business as usual will screw with us regardless. Whether it be hurricanes that come in the strength of Harvey or Katrina, whether it be droughts that literally destroy the United States economic farming industry, they need to understand the risks that is associated with lost time with the business as usual approach because once they get it they're going to be on board 
And if they're not, they're not a part of the change, and we don't need them. You know, because we're there. We are facing something they have never experienced. Something that isn't something they they are experiencing with us. Next, today we're also talking about Sudan. Um, Currently there is a, not a conflict, but a particular matter in which the people of Sudan, Sudan are rebelling against the government in all forms and fashion. It first came with the leader, um, the president of Sudan, al-Bashir. He was removed by the military, which has now taken authoritarian rule of the country and apparently killed a 26-year-old man named Mohammed Matar. Now, Matar was killed during an attack by these quote-unquote security forces at the beginning of June. Now, the trending hashtag Blue Force Sudan was inspired by him, an artist, on social media. The conflict in Sudan is based around democracy, and it's surprising, just like the civil rights movement here, well, not the civil rights movement, but the Black Panther Party here in America, in Sudan, their movement is also run by majority women. So the women take to the streets. You know, it's been a lot of vocal women that have been against the regime. And there, there is no freedom of the press. There is no freedom of assembly. There is none of that. So all of this is the opposite. You know, they're a Muslim country. Women speaking out? What the hell? So this is why all the reports of rape and, you know, the women's underwear being hung up and women, you know, tied to trees. Because they just weren't having it there. The women weren't having it. The people aren't having it. And the government sure isn't having it. You know, government forces killed multiple people striking them with bullets active live ammunition we're talking you know bullets people getting hit by bullets just for creating you know brick barricades that are not even what three inches five inches off the ground another thing to remember with sudan is the fact that this has been going on for a very long time. This is the prime reason why, well, there are multiple reasons involved, but this is the prime reason why South Sudan seceded from the North, was because of governmental rule, and the fact that the Christian South did not want to be a part of the majority Muslim North. Um, So yeah, that's that. Another thing is, bodies have been piling up and have been retrieved out of the Nile River, meaning, they were shot, beat up, or killed in some fashion, dumped into the river, and floated along it. This is not only fucking trifling, it's disgusting, and this is the probably worst, not human rights, but currently the worst human rights abuse that the Sudanese government could ever do. Um, I, cannot, I can fully understand why they got kicked out of the African National Congress, not National Congress, but um, the large African, you know, organization. I can understand why they got kicked out, Um, because that is fucking, what the hell? Like, literally, you're going to allow the military to kill civilians who don't have guns, you know, kill them, 
not only kill them, cover it up, throw their bodies in the water. We don't even know how many bodies there are. That's how bad it is. That is another thing that also brought headlines. Another thing that's also bringing headlines about this is the fact that this is making contradictions to Notre Dame. People are upset. People want this to go viral, even though there's an internet blackout there. How is something going to go viral if you cannot see it? You know, people are getting mad that, you know, Notre Dame got more coverage than Sudan. Well, there's an internet blackout. How the hell are we supposed to retrieve any information there at least you know when something's happening in Venezuela or Thailand or something we get glimpses we get little videos that eventually go completely viral but the timing of this of you know the government in Sudan the whatever type of government they have now turning off the internet completely is just perfect so that we the outside world can't get a glimpse Finally, for all of our continental users, here is news coming out of Memphis. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> um, <laughs> 36 police, Memphis police officers were injured in a quote-unquote large protest Wednesday night. Um, violence erupted after the U.S. Marshal Service shot and killed Brandon Weber. Check Brandon Weber. Um, he's 20 years old. He was repeatedly, he was allegedly shot 16 to 20 times, but we still don't know. You know, they're still investigating. And this also happened while he was handcuffed. Now, the first thing I got to say is this. This is some punk-ass police shit that's always been going on. You know, black people, we've just had to deal with this. You know, just, we can't even deal with it anymore. So, violence broke out, right? Police from riot gear were out, you know, in Memphis, Tennessee. And we don't yet have all the facts yet, but we've had a, a fucking enough of this, um, literally. Like, this. Let me give y'all some background. When black people first came to America, because we weren't originally from here, we were from Africa, but we were created through slavery. After black people were created, we weren't allowed to do a lot in America. A lot. We were basically slaves. Literally, we were slaves. And, you know, after this, you know, we come Civil War, Reconstruction. During this Reconstruction period, black people were mass incarcerated. Mass incarcerated for crimes such as panhandling. The hell? I, I wish a motherfucker would lock my ass up for asking for money. I wish a motherfucker would. But anyway, anyway, you know, years pass, decades pass, you know, decades, decades pass. And we've always struggled with this issue with police and them being insecure little bitches shooting us over some petty ass, dumb ass shit. Now here in Baltimore, you know, we've had different circumstances. We've had people killed, not even shot, weren't even shot. They would just somehow die, you know, spinal injuries, you know, Freddie Gray that type stuff but with Rodney King and Trayvon Martin these shootings are a representation of black people having no justice black people getting killed in the street like dogs having no voice whatsoever that's what 
these shootings represent. And people are tired. People are tired of being tired. This is a generational long thing. We're talking back to the fossil fuel parents thing. We're talking about not my generation, not my parents' generation, not my grandparents' generation, my great-grandparents' generation. This has been an issue since the creation of creation. The creation of the sheriff, marshals, since the creation of police, basically. Black people have just been treated differently. Just cause. And it's been ingrained in, you know, the the police organization, the law enforcement aspect. It's been ingrained in their values. There has to be that one fucking bad apple that fucks up the whole organization. And that bad apple um, fucked up the entire organization. You know, black people, well, I'm only speaking from here. We dislike the police. Oh, here go the boys. Here go 12. Here come them bitches. Here come them bitches. We don't appreciate them. They do the most. For what? That's a little background. That's to kind of, kind of, you know, explain what's going on. Tammy uh, Sawyer said it better in a tweet, quote unquote. Don't judge Frazier without asking the community how it feels to mourn their youth over and over again. What do people do with their pain and trauma when it gets to be too much? When a city has ignored them? When their loss is too great and they can no longer yell at the sky? This is a bomb-ass quote. This is Baltimore in a quote, literally. You know, when a city has ignored them. When their loss is too great and they can no longer yell at the sky. Now, Tammy here, she, she hit the nail on the point and then hit the nail that whatever she done got it how can a city mourn you know how can they mourn their youth over and over again the youth shit we are what's popping we are what's new he gonna kill us you know shoot us in the dog like shoot us in the streets like dogs and shit all right well we gonna burn that motherfucker down not advocating for violence or whatnot but that's what translation of the Memphis protest and the injured police is. Thanks for listening to the Outlook today, June 14th, 2019 at 10 o'clock. Come back tomorrow or whenever the hell I record another goddamn podcast. Um, more controversial shit is ahead. You know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to speak. Not freedom of speech. First and then right. Anyway. Um, follow, like, comment. Hit me up on IG. I don't give a goddamn. So, 